We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, what's up, babies? I hope someone needed that today. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Jake. Hello, Jake. You know, babies is an interesting approach, but I think I kind of prefer that over the, like, psychotic scream almost. We're just like, like look at because yeah, that always like stresses me out. Like I hear that, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> I just hope someone around the world needed that. But we mm. really do hope you guys are all enjoying your week so far. It continues to be crazy. Zan, hit him with that intro, and let's get rolling. We got some juicy stories oh, yeah, to talk it's, about. It's a big week. It's another big week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, also, if you want to check out the podcast on your phone, on the go, really on your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can also find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network right there on the desk. That's P R E E D I C. T-I-O-N, right alongside a bunch of other great esports podcasts. So by all means, go check us out. Uh, we appreciate our audio least listeners for daily esports news content. You can find us on YouTube at Esports Talk or at EsportsTalk.com. All right. And as per usual, ready to roll? Yeah, I did it. Let's kick it. And my first topic, Zan, man, oh man, it's, uh-huh. it's a great time to have this podcast as a form of relief for all those thoughts I can't get out during the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> the ones you can't have on the channel because it, like, it doesn't work. Because <laughs> I want to, but uh-huh. we, like, we already put out too many videos. But mm-hmm. either way, I want to talk about this. That being the game among us, obviously has had a huge rise. And yeah, yeah, along with Fall Guys, you saw the mm-hmm. rise of these, these niche <laughs> games take out out of nowhere. Uh, and with that, though, we're actually seeing Among Us clear up some beef in the mm. esports and gaming scene. Which is 
wild. It just it's so <laughs> weird that this game took off out of nowhere after mm. being out for a couple of years, and now everyone and their mom is playing it, and it's bringing back rivalries and actually clearing up those said rivalries. And so my prime two examples both involve Ninja. Mm. It was actually this past week, I think a week and a half ago, actually two weeks by the time this thing goes live, where it was Ninja and our man Dakota's, otherwise known as DK from the Fortnite scene, clearing up their beef mm-hmm. before playing on stream for hours of Among Us. If you guys don't remember, it was actually very intense beef. I mean, they went... Oh, yeah, it was... <laughs> and it was over the holidays. Uh-huh. Uh, they went back... So and, you know they had time, which is yeah. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> They're both at home enjoying their families for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Probably know. taking dinner out of the oven. <laughs> wow. Pan in one yeah. hand, phone Twitter in the other, other. tweeting yeah. at Ninja or, or vice versa. Uh-huh. I think they eventually had both blocked each other. Uh, there was some uh, naughty words tossed out. Uh, mm. A DK at one point was like, I'm going to expose you. <laughs> and that, that peaked perked my ears up mm-hmm. nothing ever happened and now months and months later they're playing among us they have cleared the air and it was actually one of the most enjoyable streams ever they were uh, eventually two imposters mm-hmm. had like one of the best and fastest games i've seen in some time yeah, yeah. And it's incredible to see over a kid's game they're getting along i, I do continue i do apologize for oh no it by rolling. all means <laughs> go for it but it was also Ninja and XQC uh-huh. just a couple nights back at the point of us recording this. They didn't really touch on anything. They didn't really talk about it. But it was so entertaining to have these two in the same game mm-hmm. and being very entertaining together. There, it, it really is really fun to watch these streams. But, you know, just months ago we were talking about <laughs> Ninja's wife, yeah, XQC. You know what, Loki? I think Ninja, Ninja saw which way the tides were going, right? Yeah. And he realized, you know what? I gotta fix these bridges. Whether he came forward or Dakota's came forward, I think it's probably the best for you know both parties because I think they're pretty entertaining together. I agree. Yes. So and they're also growing slowly, growing to look alike. Ninja and XQC, <laughs> like the the same quarantine hair. I, I thought you were talk. talking about Dakota's for a second. I was so no, confused. I'm no, like, no, no, what? No. <laughs> XQC and Ninja because Ninja's yeah, hair dye okay, is finally fading out. But mm-hmm. either way, it's great to see these guys. If not, you know, totally settling the beef, clearing the air a little bit, and they mm-hmm. can still game together despite their past. So right, among right. us is uh, really bridging the gap all right jake we're gonna take a step off the beaten path and talk about some news in the gaming scene that nobody's thinking about in terms of esports implications that i'm very excited about okay this is typically what you do here on the podcast so <laughs> i'm not surprised by this Hit yeah. me with it. so uh, i don't know if you saw but the prices for the xbox the next generation of xboxes were announced yes. earlier this week and nice prices right very very nice yes. prices very interesting prices uh with the low-end version of the xbox uh, the next gen version i believe it's the xbox series s that's uh, s like steven um, it's like what iPhones do. You yeah, know? yeah. But way more confusing, though, because it's, it's Xbox Series X, like Xan, S, like Steven, and then they also have the Xbox One S, and then Jesus they have like Christ. a bunch of other SKUs over the years. And my whole thing has always been like, I feel so bad for that mom walking into GameStop yeah. trying to buy their kid a console. <laughs> Her kid is also named Steven. So yeah. she's like, what? do I get him the XSP or one? Like, <laughs> Is that custom? What does that mean? Dude, you know some mom is going to come home this holiday with mm. the wrong Xbox. <laughs> They're going to come home with three Xboxes. Yeah. They, they panic. They freak out. Like, I don't know think, what's going on. Does he need all three? Like, <laughs> Do you put them together? Is, it, is this like a Gundam situation? Either way, with these, with these prices coming out. Obviously, very well timed mm, before definitely. PS prices come out. Yeah, I think PS was waiting for Xbox so they could come in behind and undercut a little bit. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what they did with the PS4. They waited until like right did after they? Xbox announced, and they came like fifty dollars cheaper, I think it was, and they were like, "Ooh, let's go." But so, anyway. what do you think about the implications of all these prices coming out? Anyway, I don't really. It's not so much those prices as is this other pricing plan they have on available. I think it's called Xbox uh, All Access. Xbox All Access is what it's named, and basically. 
It's a process by which you get a brand new next generation Xbox, 24 months of Game Pass, which is the service for getting free like AAA mm -hmm. games, and you only pay $25 a month. No upfront $300 fee, $25 a month. As in you the Xbox comes with? Yeah, the with the Game Pass. Okay. Which gives you all like hundreds of games. So at this for point. two years, you're paying twenty five bucks a month, mm -hmm. as opposed to shelling out that huge. But do you have to pay up front for the Xbox? No, no, it's just the twenty five dollars. So it's just twenty five. Like a, it's like a phone plan. Is, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. this sounds like the new iPhone plans that have yeah. come out over the past year or so. Wow, mm -hmm. what happens at the end of two years? Uh, I don't is know. Is the Xbox yours? I, I think I think it is. <laughs> or are you taking back the GameStop? <laughs> like right, maybe, two maybe, years maybe, maybe it's like an upgrade process, like you do, like with your iPhone, you know, where you get. The new model of it. Oh, I guess you're years. right. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. Uh, dumb me. Sorry, I haven't had a console in long. Yes, once two years is up, I mm -hmm. mean, yeah, they're gonna have a new version out or something. But I wonder for those who don't want to move on, they mm -hmm. want to stick it out for it and ride it as long as possible. I have yeah. an iPhone 7 still. That is really interesting. And mm -hmm. I actually, off the top of the dome, I like the idea. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, when it comes to my phone, though, I haven't liked the idea because, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I got to look into the. Yeah, I think I think it balances out really well. Where consoles are always expensive, yeah. you know. Let's 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 be real here. And this is a year where a lot of people probably aren't in the best financial situation with everything going on in the world. Everybody's trying to save money, and so just having this easy entry point, this easily accessible way for people to get into the Xbox ecosystem seems huge to me because I think for years PS Five is kind of or not PS, you know, Sony overall has kind of dominated a large chunk of the esports and gaming space. Mm -hmm. Um, but now with the new PS5 projected to be somewhere between $399 to $499, depending on the digital or physical versions of that, um, imagine the prospect of getting Halo Infinite for $25 a month. And at face value, like this just makes sense. I remember, mm. and again, I, I, I love my parents to death. I think we were pretty well off as kids. I was very mm. lucky. But I always remember when a new console came out, yeah. it was a bit hesitant. Like mm. mom was not always willing to drop the three, 400 back in the day, which oh, yeah, I'm surprised prices have stayed around the same area um, to that extent. It was always a hesitation to mm. upfront, like you said, that much money just for, you know, little Jake to have a, a box. Right, yeah. Um, so I, I love this idea. I really mm. do because I think it's going to draw in a larger crowd and there's going to be a lot of parents out there who think, okay, for 25 bucks a month, it's not going to reach that upfront payment point mm -hmm. until the second year or so that yeah. I would be paying up front anyway. So, Which is so much more doable yeah. for a lot of people. And I think it's worth noting that a large part of the reason of the success for a lot of esports games is how cheap it is to get involved, you know? Like the whole reason PUBG Mobile yep. took over yep. in is because it's free and it ran pretty like lean on phones. You know, Fortnite was a huge power drain, so you needed a nice phone to play it. PUBG, much less so. So everybody could kind of get on board. And to jump off that, you take away entry. We're seeing all these games go free to play. Mm -hmm. Every everybody knows the upfront, the uh, the upcoming model. I would say for games at least mm -hmm. is free to play and they pay in the game instead of paying to play. Right, yeah. So I, I like this model. We'll see what it does. The mm -hmm. Xbox PS4 battle obviously going to be waging forever. Yeah, basically. We'll see, we'll see how PS4 responds to this yeah. very unique model coming up for Xbox. Interesting times. Very wild times. And quickly before our next topic, guys, a quick word from this week's sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. 
You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, or 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And guys and gals, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, bet online, your online sports book experts. And now let's get back to the podcast. And this next story, Zane, man, it really does baffle me the things uh, that, uh, God, this is just <laughs> gaming so whack. We've talked about Doc and his band a lot on this channel. I'm sure you guys are aware. But this past week, we saw something where, you know, people got big balls. Now, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm one of those people. People risking potentially being banned on Twitch just to play with the Doc. Mm-hmm. We've actually had this instance in the past with the Vicstar Warzone tournament. Uh, typically, when this did happen, when Doc was in lobbies with these Twitch streamers, they would mute him. He was not talking on the Twitch platform. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have seen Doc in the lobby of people streaming on Twitch. He has never spoken on those said streams. And then, within the same week... We have three streamers mm-hmm. just having the dock on, two of which were inside the, uh, the Vic Stars Warzone event, not muting the dock, having mm-hmm. full-on conversations, full-on arguments. And there's a lot of uh, – it's tough to analyze the TOS when it comes for Twitch terms of services. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very subjective. It's very different. I can tell you guys in the past, if this did happen, the Twitch streamers would be banned. Mm-hmm. Um, I see so many people out there saying, show me the rule. I can show you the cases where if this happened, if you're a banned Twitch streamer talking in a Twitch stream – that streamer will be banned. Yeah, we've seen it time and time again. Yes. Now, Twitch can be subjective. They treat different streamers differently. No one's trying to argue that. It is whack to me that in mm-hmm. all within the same week, we have three people, the first of which people kind of oversaw this thanks to a viewer who sent me this on Instagram DMs, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah. Played a game of NFL or, or Madden uh-huh. with the doc. To be fair, that's Snoop Dogg. I feel like he ha- and almost... No, no, no. The great point is Twitch is not going to ban Snoop Dogg. No, yeah, because let's be real. Snoop didn't know. Snoop, why would Snoop, Snoop no, know No, yeah. and I, I agree. With, yeah. That's like there's no chance Snoop knew, oh, this isn't allowed. Yeah. And yeah. I bet Doc probably didn't know, like, am I on your stream right now? Mm-hmm. It was a single 30-minute stream for one uh, Madden game. The yeah. next day, Doc drops... The Snoop and uh, Snoop and Doc collab where mm. they played that game. Uh, so Snoop was just <laughs> casually chilling on Twitch stream, playing music, and you hear Doc talking mm. to him on his stream. Uh-huh. Uh, then the next day, of course, we have Nade Shot who does not mute Doctor Disrespect. Following lobby, Doc goes and plays with Crim Six, also not muting. So it's amazing to see. And as of us recording, they have mm. not been banned. Like my question to you is, what does this mean? We have people seeing this, and uh-huh. Twitch is doing nothing. I mean, Crimsix had full-on arguments, great, funny moments no, with yeah, Doc definitely, definitely. on I, Twitch. Hopefully, this means Twitch is like looking at this policy and being like, maybe it's not quite functional in the modern age. I think there's, there's solid logic to where they're going with this rule, I think. Yes, you know? yes. They want to help 
make sure that streamers can't just sidestep their ban by showing up on somebody else's stream. Yep. That makes sense. <coughs> Pardon me. It makes complete... Uh, I think a lot of people... Uh, are wondering though why that would be so bad if you're banned on Twitch and all of a mm. sudden you can still stream on other people's Twitch streams and benefit from a mm. platform that you've been banned from or uh, try and promote your competition. Mm. Uh, I think those are the two angles that Twitch is trying to stop with this rule. Right, it's a definitely. very weird rule though, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. The fact that someone out there can be banned because someone else talked in their stream mm. as adults, that just seems stupid. Yeah, I think they need there needs to be like uh, more finesse with this rule. Yeah. Maybe something like, okay, why was this person banned? In what context are they streaming? Are they just... If only Twitch explained this stuff. Yeah, yeah. That would that would really solve all the issues. I think I, I'm really wondering, though, what does this mean for the... Like, are other people going to take the risk? Like, what what happens? I think, I think I think it's rare that people are going to take the risk. I think this is like a kind of a... Is I don't this know, a one-off because it's a tournament and you almost have to be in the same lobby? Like, at, at what point do they say, mm. all right, we're going to ban... The, like, or do the tides turn on Twitch if they do ban someone for playing with Doc? Mm. I don't... I just don't know where this goes from here. And I, don't I, I think Twitch is definitely going to get backlash if they ban these people. Yes. I think so. Absolutely. I think they'll also get backlash if they don't and say nothing. It is unfair. Yeah, exactly. I will, But no one's going to care about it being unfair. But there have been several Fortnite players who were banned for this. And mm. now we have Crim6 and Snoop mm. and Nadeshot getting away with it. I will say that's unfair. Yeah. I'm not saying they deserve to be banned, guys. I'm just mm. saying it's weird how Twitch works. Yeah, I think they could sidestep any potential problems by just... Meeting us, meeting us halfway. Don't ban them. Come out, make a statement, say, hey, we're looking at this situation. We're reviewing the rules. But they can't because we, they can't speak on Doc for clear. some reason. Like they, they, they don't have to speak on Doc at all. Keep it general. Just say, hey, we know Doc is banned. And our general policy is that if you're banned, you cannot stream with anybody else on our platform. In this kind of circumstance, we're realizing this policy may not be most effective going forward, so we're looking at this situation, we're reviewing it, we're going to consider it, and come back with a decision. That seems reasonable. If yeah. only Twitch would do that. <laughs> if only they would. <laughs> Either way, it's been a crazy past week for Twitch and the doc. We will see what happens in the future with this one. Mm. All right, Jake, this is kind of a general talking point that I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, because I think it's one of the most fascinating aspects of the esports industry. Uh, this one being brought to light once again by Cecilia D'Anastasio. Uh, That's I, a name, man. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. I'm really bad at names. I, I tried. Wrote a pretty good article over on Wired about how uh, esports pro players have dream jobs, but developers have all the power. And it's a very, very reasonable point. Because unlike traditional sports, esports have owners. You know, nobody owns football, soccer, tennis as concepts and can do whatever they want with them carte blanche. However, in this circumstance, for Call of Duty, it's Activision Blizzard's word on what goes and what doesn't, you know, same with Riot and League of Legends. Mm. So it's a weird situation because these companies can make their own arbitrary decisions. They can do stuff like, you know, put in patches right before an event. Yep. They can sign a partnerships with organizations like Neom that people very strongly disagree with without any oversight or anybody really being able to firmly say, no, you can't They can announce a partnership with Marvel, and all mm. of a sudden your in-game characters are all superheroes. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's happening. Who knows? Yeah. The next Call of Duty could be garbage, but Call of Duty League teams are still going to have to play on it if they want to compete in the league. Yes. It's, it's a weird situation across the board. One where I think a lot of people would agree seems more like publishers and developers are more motivated by marketing their games instead of 
you know, maintaining the health of their esports scene. Mm. Like the esports scene is mm. used as a marketing engine for their base game. Did this involve Clayster at all? Yeah, yeah. I linked this in chat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this he, is, he this is a great quotes. read. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have not seen this, where Clayster literally just calls, mm. uh, you know, Call of Duty esports side will always be a marketing tool for yeah. the actual game. Yeah, I think, uh, actually, I think I grabbed that quote because it was, like, like you said, it was a great quote. Um, yeah, Clayster, he's, uh, the quote was, if they truly cared about competitive Call of Duty and it being a competitive esport, a lot of things would have been done de differently. <clears throat> yep. Call of Duty esports will always and forever be a marketing tool for Activision and for Call of Duty, which I think is very true. This goes for a lot of games. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think it goes for like League or CSGO, but this goes for a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, in a much lesser extent because that's like, yeah, those games are so like competitive focus at this point. I mean, when you see the success of a game like Fortnite or a Call of Duty franchise, mm -hmm. it almost is is certain that they will attune to the casual audience and, and the players of the game instead of the pro players. Right, right. In my opinion. I can't necessarily blame them for that. Mm. But if you're a Clayster, if you're a COD pro like Clayster, obviously mm. this past year sucked. Mm. And for obvious reasons. I mean, even further than that, if you want to dive into it, they're making changes to Warzone that Call of Duty League players have to play in the main game. Yeah, which is such I mean, a weird... <laughs> it's, why do it that It's way? a mind-blowing time to be alive. Yeah. Again, yeah. a great article and a great read, and I think mm. it makes so many great points. But it... To, to an extent, I think mm. it's also why gaming and esports has such a future because these games will continue to expand mm. and develop and change. Meanwhile, football is not going to change. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The, I, the, think, I think Clayster even referenced that in really? one of his quotes where he was like, yeah, I think uh, he said something along the lines of the fact that the games can change, keeping them like fresh and excited. It's amazing. Which I agree. I think game patches are dope in like the way that you can realize something didn't work at the beginning of the year. Midway through, we're going to change it up a little bit, keep it fresh. Yeah. I think that's fantastic when done well. It's just we have so many clear <laughs> examples of like, yes. why are you doing it in this exact way that almost seems targeted to mess with the esports scene? Yeah, and I think we'll have to get there in the next few years or mm. coming years. But clearly, if you are, you know, an Activision, you see, all right, we're making billions doing what we're doing. Like, mm. we don't necessarily have to care about esports. And I think that's why we see it. Right. And I, agree. I don't know if it's ever going to reach a point where it, esports scene and their problems impact the sales enough where they're like mm. let's change it up so I, I think we'll get there eventually but you know you know with the with the bad comes the good and i think that's why this we do defer so much from sports nfl or whatever traditional sport might change tiny rules here and there mm. right might change an overtime rule or but they're not ever going to change as much as esports does right of course not you're not going to have a new football on the field you're not going to have a new football character <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, God. Everybody got super jerseys now. <laughs> Everyone's got abilities. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's different. It's hard to compare in that facet. But I do feel, I feel yeah. the most for Fortnite and Call of Duty pros. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Because even as an esports viewer, it's getting, I, I just lose so much of that motivation, that energy to tune into esports when I know the like, pros aren't too happy with it. Yeah. All these changes yeah. are weird. Clearly, the people putting on the event don't care about it in the way that, like, you know, the rest of us obviously do. Yeah. So, you know, it sucks. And I, I agree. I don't think we'll see any super negative backlash from, like, especially the casual side anytime mm -hmm. soon. But you got to imagine at some point, people are going to be like, why are we pouring, like, you know, why are we pouring. Fifty million dollars into a franchise league spot with the team, and the when they only care about the game, yeah, the, the casual player. Yeah, when yes, they're going to screw you over time and time again to make their buck. Let's check back in ten years. We'll see where yeah, we are. Yeah, true, true. <laughs>
And very lastly for this podcast, guys, also a quick shout. It's a week pre-recorded. Uh, we are probably breaking 300,000 subscribers at, at this point in time. Yeah, so yeah. Probably by tonight. I, pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, why you always got to say stuff like that, man? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm usually right. Though, either way, a quick thank you to all of you guys. <laughs> yeah. But a quick relevant point, what we talk about a lot here, esports and gaming here at Esports Talk. And uh, this past week, we also had Cloud9 doing a groundbreaking thing. We can mm. keep this short because I'm super curious what you guys think about this. They are now revealing the pro player salaries for their Counter-Strike roster, what could be a gigantic change for the entire esports and gaming world. Mm -hmm. The first contract they did reveal was former Vitality member Alex, their new in-game leader and captain for their Counter-Strike squad. Three years, a whopping $1.65 million. They revealed his salary, or what they actually paid for a three-year contract, which included a buyout. The first we ever see of this, besides, of course, League of Legends has public contracts, but this could change everything in esports. And I definitely hope it does, because we've heard this conversation happening for quite a while with yep. high-ranking members of organizations, pro players. I mean, we've seen attempts at this before yep. that haven't worked out too well. And I think the general consensus is that this can only be good for the health of the industry overall. And so more transparency on this front is just excellent to see. It scares me because I'm me and I mm. hate new things and I hate change <laughs> as per usual. I'm a very habitual man. I, I like uh, things of habit and pattern. Mm. But if it's going to benefit the players in the long run, I think it's I think that the probably higher tier people and organizations that know that stuff need to talk about it mm. and need to come out and explain their side of things. Because as casuals, I mean, yes, we, mm. we are very into the gaming scene. But to actually know, know what they're thinking about revealing this stuff, from what we have seen, um, Henry G, the new GM of Cloud9, has said this benefits the players, so I take his word for it. Mm. But I want to know the other esports orgs that don't want to come out with it, because certainly not everyone's going to agree on this. Right, of course so, not. So I want to know both sides. I want to know why you want to come out with this as a player, why you don't as a player, because I'm sure mm. some players don't, mm. and then vice versa as an organization, why you do or don't want this. Um, come out, explain it to us, uh, show all the stringence and talking points. But it's going to be crazy because I think the most common thing I saw is if esports or professional video games want to uh -huh. be like sports, this is a great step forward. Mm -hmm. And they definitely do. I think we are seeing that time and time again that they desperately, desperately want to be like traditional sports, even though I kind of don't think they should be. I think we're on the same page with that. And the weird thing here is that I've been learning more about how salary sharing like this works just in life, generally speaking, because the same conversation has happened with traditional sports, with just working in different industries overall, this transparency thing. And really and truly, the conversation that I'm seeing time and time again is that this is beneficial for employees for, for players, for creators, stuff like that. Not great for the people who are holding the money bags because it puts them in an awkward position to have to do yeah. more explaining and potentially offer people more, give them closer to what they're worth. Which is why I kind of don't think we'll see any arguments from org saying this is why we don't want to do it because I don't know if there's really a ton of really excellent arguments to be made there, you know, um, especially with the way things have been in the scene so far. Yeah, I just... I don't know. There's a lot to talk about because mm. another thought that crossed my mind is like, what if you're a player and you know you're being overpaid uh -huh. and you put your salary out there to everyone to judge? Like what? Let's say some player is playing for Team Liquid or Fnatic. Mm. They put their salary out there of 400,000 and people mm. are like, dude, you won two games last split or last, uh, you know, or you didn't make it to the major, whatever game it is. Mm. And all of a sudden people ridicule that player for being overpaid. I don't know. It, there's well, a lot hey, to talk about. I, th I think, I think you just gotta, you, that's part of being an adult. Roll with punches. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of something you got to embrace. Hey, if your performance wasn't great and your salary isn't looking like it's matching yeah. that, then I think it's fair for people to criticize that. I think, but I, think, I guess that's what sports. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. yeah, frick. yeah. 
There's a lot to, yeah, we'll reveal our salaries next. <laughs> well, well, not really people, up to us, unfortunately. Yeah. Be... <laughs> I saw a lot of people asking. I was like, oh, we kind of, I don't, I would, I don't, I personally don't mind talking about it. Too I don't much, think I would I, either. I think yeah, people would yeah. have a lot more respect for us. Yeah, yeah. I just know, I just know we guys, we can't. Sorry. <laughs> it's not, not our place. Check yeah. my Twitter. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Tune in at 1 a.m. On, <laughs> on a Saturday morning. After four and a half Celsius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> As for usual, guys, yeah, we yeah. hope you all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time every single week. Thanks to our audio listeners. Thanks to our YouTube mm. listeners. You guys are gorgeous babies. Hope you needed that. Uh, Zan, hit with that fat outro. Yeah, yeah. You know, you covered all the broad strokes, so I appreciate you doing that. Um, but, you know, once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. It really does mean the world to us that uh, you guys are here supporting us. Uh, thanks again for helping us reach 300K. That's a huge, huge milestone for us. I mean, my guy, we were not at 100K just that many, like... Six months ago? Yeah, that we was were like right around what? there six months ago. Yeah, I think it was like April is yeah, when we hit that. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, but, you know, thank you for all the support. Um, really and truly, it means the world. Uh, aside from that, though, by, by all means, check us out as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you'd like to enjoy your podcast. Shout out to our audio listeners supporting us that way as well. We appreciate you. We love you. Check us out on YouTube as well at Esports Talk for tons of daily esports news content, almost more than you can watch. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Also, you know, esportstalk.com covers a lot of the stuff that we don't get to touch on on the channel because, you know, it's different audiences. Uh, you can always reach out to us in the comments. Uh, also on Twitter at talk underscore esports, on Instagram at esports underscore talk. We read each and every single message, even if we do not have time to respond to them all, unfortunately, because we get like a ton and we appreciate every single one of them really and truly. Uh, Jake, you have anything else you'd like to tell the nah, people? Nah, we good, homies. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> right. We'll see you back here next week. Stay tuned. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.